Welcome to this week's promo chat. This week on our deep dive, we have the wonderful and magical Lisa Horn. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. You are such a long, you're a long-term promo chat participant. And so we had you on our old format when we were just audio and now you're on our video podcast. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. So this week we took on this big and unwieldy topic about websites. The one where you got to have it and what should it do and what am I doing wrong on it? And your your response was amazing. So we'll go into what we covered. So ours was our question because with websites is like, you have to narrow it down. Right. So in your opinion, what are the top three features every website must have and one or two every website should avoid? So you had a two part tweet here. I so did. Top, <laughs> which didn't listen to all our rules either. Yeah, yeah I, I, I break a rule every now and then. Yeah, just one or two on the, on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you said top three website features, content. A simple and meaningful company bio can't tell you how many times I'm reporting on a company and they don't describe what they do in a succinct way that can be used journalistically. Two, great images. Three, client success stories. And continuing on, you go, top three website features, tech. (laughs) One, intuitive navigation. Two, simple URLs. Three, proper CEO. Four, easy means of contact. Yep, I did four things. Yep. (laughs) And then you went on with things to avoid. One, non-responsive and dated and old design. Two, images that don't work on social. Yeah, lots. I'd like to say. (laughs) Yeah, lots to unpack here, right? So I'm going to actually start with the tech part. So let's kind of dive into a little bit about intuitive navigation. It seems like that should be intuitive, right? Because people have got to be able to navigate their way through the site in order to get from being a prospect to placing the order. And you want to make that as easy as possible. The problem is, is that a lot of times navigation isn't as clear cut perhaps as it should be. And, uh, and your site visitors can get lost. So I live in Colorado and I always, you know, relate things back to the mountains because that's what I like to do, right? So Had those mountains, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I know, right? So I think about the journey that you go on on a hike, for example. So you have the trailhead where you start. Well, that's your homepage on your website. And then you've got a clear path that takes you through the buying cycle so that you get to the summit, which is where somebody places an order. Now, if your website isn't designed with navigation that takes customers through that process easily, they may get lost, they may give up, they may turn around and say, see ya, I'm going to go over to your competitor where I can figure out, you know, how to actually get my problem solved and get the products I need. So um, structurally, there are things that you need to look at. Um, in terms of navigation with how your menus are set up, the terminology you use in your menus, because, you know, now's not the time to be cute about it. (laughs) (laughs) Blog should be blog, about page should say about, you know, make it simple because you want people to be able to understand what what you're communicating and and keeping it simple is really the best. So, um, So there's things structurally that you can do, but that's not it. There's things visually that you want to do in terms of navigation because your eye 
you know, flows on the page in certain ways. And if there's too many things to look at, then customers don't know what to do. So you have to have a focal point and you've got to guide them through the homepage, for example, um, that's not too busy. And that's got um, one main point and things that you want them to do so that you can guide them through that customer journey and, and give them the help they need and hopefully, you know, land a sale. So structurally, visually, they kind of combine together um, to make that customer journey easy um, for them to yeah. navigate your site. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Cause you always have like, I th there's a number out there. It's like where you have like two seconds to make an impression, right? Your impression is, I don't know where, what to do. I don't know what you do. And this is really like overwhelming visually. Then you've lost them. Like they're, the instinct is just exactly. to, like, I have a friend who works in like UX, like user interface. And she's like, she's like, it's, at max three and it's going down to two that's the problem was like you right. have three clicks to get someone but she goes with the tension fans and everything it's getting down to like two clicks and if you've you're gonna lose them like the percentage that you keep them so yeah the ways that you look and the ways that you can navigate are so important right well and if you think about you know you, you want to share so much information right? right the problem is is that people aren't going to remember all of that stuff. So you have to really keep it simple, have a very simple message, simple point. You want to have enough information to where you're answering questions and, and, and driving customers through the, through the cycle, but you don't want to have so much information that they're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's kind of everything, you know, there's that keep it simple, stupid rule. It, there it's for a reason. There for a reason. So, um, you know, that, that applies kind of throughout the whole thing that we're going to talk about today. And, I, and you're right. I think the instinct is, and we can get to this in content, the instinct is to have everything there. Cause it's like, well, right. we show everything. And like, I mean, ASI had this amazing article recently where they talked about for trade shows is like less is more yeah. because people walk in and they see you've brought your whole line instead of your top sellers or your more interesting ones. Like people are more likely to like back out of the booth and just, like get overwhelmed and not know where to touch. Whereas like right. the top one. So think of your website the same way is like, what's the one thing you want them to know and how do you show it? Whether it's a strong visual or it's like, click here. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Don't have the flashing lights and everything. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that goes back to also having a clear call to action, which could have been another point on the list, but you know, as, as people navigate your site, keep in mind that they're not just coming in through the homepage, you know, with organic search and things that you put out on social, people are going to be coming to your website through all kinds of ways. They're going to come through your blog. They may come through a product page. Sure. They're come through the homepage, but there's going to be different points of entry. So you have to think about that in your navigation too, on how you bring them into the cycle based on where they enter the website and then having call to action on all of those pages, depending on what you want them to do. So here's my question for you. So what makes a good call to action? Like beyond the contact us today, like what do you, what in your experience has worked as a really strong one? Well, I think it depends. <laughs> I know that's no, vague. Specific. It's fine. <laughs> that's, that's vague. So one of the things, whenever I'm talking content with any of my clients, 
the very first thing I want to make an impression with them is most of the time as marketers, we're thinking about the things that we want to say because we're trying to sell a product or a service or, you know, promote whatever it is that we're trying to promote. So we have all these things that we want to say. Well, flip that around and start thinking about what your audience really wants to hear because they've got a certain set of problems or issues that they need to have solved and you need to flip it around and talk to them, you know, from their perspective. So if you, if you look at it from your audience's shoes, it's a very targeted and more specific call to action based on what that particular audience needs. Now that that's going to be different, you know, depending on who your client base is, um, whether they're, um, you know, ages and demographics and psychographics and all of those things that go into what your ideal customer is. Um, certain markets may do things different. So buyers in the healthcare industry are probably going to be different than buyers in tech. So, you know, those certain calls to action need to be specific for whatever message you're trying to send. And then of course, I mean, you know, if all else fails, have a contact us. You yeah. know. <laughs> Fill out this form and we'll get back to you. Right. You like have a chat bot. So like there's an instant, like when the person has the question, they don't have to write it down. They can literally just type it in and right. they have the ability to grab them while they're, they're really interested. Like I right. have one quote that I keep above my desk. And um, so it's call to action driven by a solution that you're providing. Yeah. And it's that idea of like, yeah, you can be like, well, contact us to buy this now, but you can also be like, we're going to help you boost your sales. Contact us for how you boost your sales. Like you can give them a reason to click that button. Right. And, you know, and it's, it's a qualifier. So say it's, you know, you're talking about trade show stuff. Well, it's, you know, do you want to double your trade show booth traffic? Yeah. I'm just, I'm making stuff up here on the fly. I don't know if you can actually, I mean, you can't really promise that. Right. But it, you know, you can, you can come up with things that quantify what you're selling that addresses a specific pain point. So if somebody's trying to increase booth traffic at a trade show, or if they're trying to um, reward employees, um, you know, have an employee recognition program, you know, if you want your employees you know, to do whatever, yeah, whatever the action is. Yeah, what's the reason you came to this website in the first place and how do I confirm yes. that you came to the right place? Right. So, you know, you can, you can have all kinds of qualifying statements um, to tie into calls of action based on whatever that particular page is communicating. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And yeah. this really ties into the content side of things is like, how do you, how do you tell your story? Like, what do you use to grab them beyond the visuals? Like, how do you do that? So the simple and meaningful company bio, the great images and the success stories. Yeah. Would so the thing about the, the about page, you know, it's one of the most visited pages on any website because that's sort of the self-selection process when you've got customers coming to your site. Does this company actually provide what I need? I don't know. Let me find out a little bit more about them. Are they legit? Are they, you know, is there, if location is a, is a factor, you know, are they near me? <laughs> Things like that. Um, and for me, typically whenever I'm going to company, about pages, it's because I'm writing about them because that's what I do for the industry. I write 
um, and I report on issues. So whenever I go to an about page, I'm looking for where the company's located and a, a simple explanation of who they are and what they do. A one, basically a one sentence bio that I can include in my article that gives the context of why this person is being included. And so many times it just doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, well, how do I describe what this company does? I'm not really sure. And then I try to piece something together. Do I get it right all the time? I, I hope so. I mean, I try to be as accurate as possible, but I don't work there. So I don't know. <laughs> so one of the things when you're looking at your about page, you know, you've got really at least three audiences that are coming to it. You have potential customers that are looking to determine what your, um, what your products and services are and if you have the capabilities to help solve their problems. You also have potential employees checking you out. Is this a company that I want to work for? You know, do I like their vibe? Do I like their style? Are they near me? You know, are they in an industry that I'm interested in? You know, so they're looking at stuff like that. Then you've got media people like me coming and looking either because we're reporting on you or we um, want to know if you're uh, could be a trusted source that we want to use. Do you have the kind of expertise that I'm looking for to, to have you as one of my editorial contacts? I don't know. Let me check out your about page. So you've got at least those three, three types of audiences coming to learn about you. And here we go. You've got to keep it simple. You can't use a lot of jargon. You've got to be succinct. And if somebody from outside of the industry who has no clue what we do, if they come to your about page and they don't, they don't understand, then you've got work to do. You, know, you, need to, you need to be able to have in one sentence, this is what I do. Then you expand on it. So you start broad with, with here's the big picture. And then as you go down in your about, then you can get more specific. And as people scan and read through, they can, you know, either keep reading if they're interested or they're like, yep, yeah, okay, that sounds legit, cool. And, you know, and then they can go on with whatever else they want to look at. So, but it's, it's um, a great spot. I think a lot of people, they, because I don't know, I had to write my own bio recently and I was like, no, I sound like a tool. Like while it's sort of like, it's straight facts on everything. And yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck on the, like, how do you promote yourself? How do you sell? And so they default to like, marketing speak like this we bring synergy to your like strategies and it's like right the about page is the perfect place to show your personality to show your culture to because you're right it's not just for clients it's for employees it's for potential like potential everything for it so right you should, it's your chance to show off and have show some life behind the company and yeah right. well and all that marketing speak is really meaningless you know, yeah. the, there's so much of those phrases between solutions and synergy and all that stuff. It, it really has no meaning. Um, and we're the leading company of such and such says who says yeah. you, what, what is leading <laughs> me? So, you know, in, instead of saying we're the, the leading company with blah, blah, blah. Well, tell me why you're the leader. Have, what awards have you won? You know, uh, what certifications do you have? You know, add some qualifiers in there so that I can draw the conclusion that, yeah, these people really know what they're talking about because anyone can say they're the leader. 
you yeah. know, show me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you used the word, you found the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, oh, and then so customer case histories was one of the other things that I had on the list um, since we're talking content. And, you know, historically, way, way back when I first entered the industry, people were really like shy about case histories. Nobody wanted to talk about them. There was all this fear that, oh my gosh, if I even talk about who my customers are and what I'm doing for them, somebody's going to swoop in and take them. Well, operating out of a place of fear isn't going to get you anywhere. You're not seeing the opportunity that comes with showcasing your work because show don't tell is so much more impressive, right? So if you can show why your products work in these situations, in this sort of, um, with this market, um, in this application, and especially if you can get some, some words from the customer, you know, of testimonial type things about what they were looking for and how you help, that's far more powerful than just saying, well, sure, you could use this in a trade show event giveaway. <laughs> you know, so that kind of, um, that kind of demonstrating your expertise through examples is super powerful. And the other thing is that's content that's unique to you. You know, yeah. whenever well, you're tr trying to tell your story, you yeah. want to be able to have unique content that no one else can write about. And that comes from talking about all the great promotions and things that, that you've accomplished um, so that customers are comfortable coming to you because they know that you actually have the expertise to get the job done. They're like, oh, well, they, they did this for, for this company um, and I'm similar to them, so maybe they could do the same for me. Yeah, because it's like those case studies are the perfect chance for you to be an inspiration on what it is. So inspiration, yeah. educational, and then just like, and it's also one of those things that stick in people's minds. Like it's a sticky point. Right. Where, like you could have like, okay, so you make buttons. So you make your buttons. I sell buttons. They have a one inch imprint area, one inch diagonal uh, diameter imprint area. Yeah. Cool. Great. I make these buttons. We can do full color imprint, which means we put printed this photo and people sold them at this school fair and managed to raise $10,000 for their education fund because if you were spotted with a button, blah, blah, blah. Right there, that's a great story right. what you're selling. And so, and again, it becomes a sticky moment. Like I've, we do a lot of case studies because everything we do is custom. And there's, I've put out things and where it's like, people have come to me for like project A and referenced this and just been like, oh yeah, you were the one with the shoe. I'm like, okay, well, but it's stuck in their heads. Right. It's a good way of being like, instead of like, oh, that button company, it's that button company that did this promotion and raised all this money. Right. Well, and if you think about it, humans are hardwired for stories. That's what we remember. We don't remember facts and data and, and spiels. No, we remember stories. So anytime you can incorporate a story into your sales pitch, it's going to be far more impactful because that's where people are going to identify you. Yeah, that is an amazing way to put that. And so yeah. on that piece of gold, I think we'll end this before we like, ruin <laughs> it for the rest of the thing. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. This is so oh, fascinating, so interesting. So can you tell people where to find you on the internet? All right. So um, I am the publicity gal, uh, dot com on Twitter, on Instagram, 
hit me up, drop me a line, say hi. Love to hear from you guys. Yes, perfect. And thank you again for joining us. Remember everyone, promo chat is every Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And thank you again to our sponsors, Maple Ridge Farms, who are wonderful partners for Promo Kitchen. And thank you again, Lisa, and we'll see you on Wednesday. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye.